0: i'm joy taylor your host for a funny thing happened um i thought of a funny thing that happened <laughs> last night and i thought i have to record it this morning because um well if you've been listening to my podcast for a while and i've been going for two years so thank you everyone that that listens uh, two years that's a long time to be recording podcasts and i tell you i'm never going to run out of funny stories so i thought of something funny that happened and uh yeah, I would just wish Gypsy was here to tell it with me because it was a very funny day when we tried to get into the Playboy mansion. Um <laughs> I need to I need to tell you the prequel, the prequel to what happened. <laughs> and uh, and you'll understand. Anyway, when I was about ten, so 1964, I was about ten. I discovered, I don't even know how I discovered it, but Dad had a whole lot of Playboy magazines under his bed and Man, M-A-N, Man magazines. And uh, I might have been vacuuming or cleaning or something and I went under the bed and there were all these magazines and I was obsessed, obsessed. For starters, all I wanted to be when I grew up was a cartoonist. That was my, an animator or a cartoonist, cartoonist, that was my ambition. And I told everyone and and I drew all the time. I mean, I drew from the time I was five and I just never stopped. I won a competition, a singing competition, which is hilarious because I cannot sing. (laughs) So I'm not quite sure how I won that. And um, I remember I won a book voucher and I I bought a book. the Art of Animation by Walt Disney, and I was obsessed. I would draw all of the girls Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, yes, Snow White, you name it. I would draw them over and over and over. So when I found Dad's Playboy magazines and I started to go through and I found the cartoons, I, I was in heaven. I just thought, oh, these girls, these are the girls that I want to draw. <laughs> 10 years old. No, don't ask me what I was thinking. I have no idea. And um, I don't think I even saw a centrefold in the magazine for a long time. I just used to, you know, because mum and dad would go shopping, so they would be gone for at least three hours. I knew I had a window of three hours. (laughs) And we always had chores. My sister and I always had chores, so mine was to polish the black and yellow kitchen tile so i would do it really fast like we had this polish ship with two round pads on the bottom and i'd do it really fast just to get it out of the way eve would usually go off to her bedroom she was 14 so who knows what she was she was up to probably um writing to boys or maybe she was looking at <laughs> magazines with men in them i don't know but I was looking under Dad's bed at the minute. The minute she went in her room, I'd go under Dad's bed and bring out the Playboy magazines, which sometimes were in cellophane, so I had to be really careful. Apparently they sold them under the counter quite often in some newsagents, so I had to be really careful to <laughs> peel the cellophane back and open it. And I'd take my drawing pad and I'd sit in there and I would just draw all of the cartoons because I, I didn't understand some of them but I just loved the girls and I loved um you know I I grew up to be a fashion designer and I did fashion illustration but I always loved the playboy girls but then the other thing if I had a bit of time if mum and dad say went shopping and then they you know they'd say oh they're going to call over and just see nana or whatever I would have longer and I would look through the whole magazine I'd still do my drawings first Then I'd look through the magazine and uh, I started to see furniture that I loved. I remember it must have been an Eames chair and it was so beautiful and I thought, oh, I really love all the the furniture that's in this magazine. I mean I knew it was considered a dirty magazine even back then but I just didn't really think too much about it. I just loved everything in it and I loved the way the men dressed and I loved the 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 um, the ads the ads were fantastic like the illustrations for Coca Cola and um, some of the car illustrations I love the cars <laughs> I mean it was heaven because there were I had didn't have access to anything like that at all I didn't know who Hugh Hefner was I knew nothing about that I just knew that everything in this magazine this lifestyle was like the bomb <laughs> and I just it's everything I love the cars. The clothes, the way the way men dress with hats and ties and suits, like really beautiful suits and beautiful shoes. I liked, um I just loved everything, and I really loved the little logo with the bunny. I thought it was really cute. You know, as a ten year old, but I have to tell you that magazine influenced me so much. I, you know, as I I, I would draw every every chance I got every Saturday. They were never out at any other time, so always a Saturday. And I ended up I bought a book from school, one of my lined books, and I covered it, I covered it in Bambi birthday paper. I still have it, it's hilarious. And, and all through all the drawings that I did when I was ten until I was probably about twelve. And then when I was about twelve, I think I started to get scared that if I got caught I'd be in a lot of trouble because it was, it was considered a dirty magazine and uh, Dad would have hit the roof if he'd known that I'd been reading that magazine. So I kind of backed off then, which is a shame really. But anyway, I read I, I read articles that, you know, that were really interesting <laughs> if I had time. And I, I really thought it was a great magazine. So for years I was I was quite obsessed with Playboy but then I remember it was sometime in the 60s I reckon, it might have been late 60s, um, there was a show on TV that mum and dad would watch and I think it was called um, Playboy Parties or Playboy Penthouse, something like that. Anyway, I would watch it with them and they never told me not to so it was okay. So then I got my first glimpse of Hugh Hefner and I knew who he was from the magazines because he was always in the magazines he was you know there were articles on him and he was all through it and I thought I really like this this guy (laughs) I really like this guy and if you're a feminist you're probably going to have different views from me and shoot me down but uh, I was quite taken with him because for starters he um I've heard since that he made racism not cool like it was very hip to mix with you know mixed races like mix with black people people didn't do that before his show he had a variety show where um I've got to remember he had he had guests on his show and they're quite often black people which was never done then and he was way ahead of his time and I I just I just liked him and you know what shoot me down in flames I you know maybe later on later on when he was about 80 he maybe he he was a bit of a dirty old man i don't know but whatever i when he was younger i thought he was great and i loved the show i thought the show was just fantastic because it was like i love parties and it was like he was having this the best time like this party on top of his roof or wherever he was in this mansion um i didn't even know if it was the playboy mansion but he had these parties and everyone would come and they'd all dance I remember there was a bikini that this girl was wearing that I was just obsessed with that I wanted to make and I was sure it was pale pink. I think the TV was black and white then, but I was sure it was pale pink. And um, the hair, like I love the beehives and I loved all the everything. I love the way the black women were dancing that was so wonderful and you know that that have people on like Frank Sinatra and Satchmo and um I can't remember all the people but that have Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis that that have all these guests that I knew of because I watched Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin you know films on weekends and and whatever um but so I knew a lot of the people and uh I thought oh this this guy's you know living the life (laughs) I knew nothing about the other side of it, but I thought it was pretty great. Anyway, as I got older, I read up a bit about him, and I—I mean, the guy was a genius at marketing, and had, you know, he was right up there. He had a brand that was, was the Playboy Bunny, and it, it was like an umbrella for all sorts of things. And he had—he had his Playboy uh, clubs. He had Playboy magazine. Um, you know the bunny. There was a bunny plane. There was all sorts of things. I mean, I mean, I remember he on the television show they showed the plane, and I thought, oh, I really want to have a plane like that one, <laughs> just like that. Um, but I, yeah, I was just totally in awe. Um, and, oh, and also when we were in the, when we lived in the Philippines, we went to a Playboy club, which was just fantastic and I remember Dean and his friends were going to go and I'm there there is no way that I am missing out on this I am going and I'm so glad I did because to be honest I don't even know if there's any clubs left I suppose there'd be a few but they're not worldwide they were everywhere anyway I was quite um quite obsessed with him I mean um he you know okay he a lot of people would disagree with me but he also did a lot a lot of good for A lot of things like the Vietnam War. He wrote articles. He would write art have articles written in his magazine that were really important um, to the day, you know, and he'd go against the government and and write things that nobody else would take a chance at doing. And then his and I also think early Playboy, from what I remember, was fairly tame, really. I, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Well, I don't think so anyway. But anyway. That was this, up until the 60s. Anyway, I, I sort of had a lifelong obsession and then years, years, years later he had a show where he had, um, I forget what it was called, Playboy Mansion or something, like, and they would show the mansion and all the girls and I I don't know, I thought it was a bit of fun but a lot of, a lot of people, especially a few friends of mine, would say, what are you watching that crap for? And that's okay. But I I honestly became obsessed because of drawing the cartoons and just thinking, oh, and I was obsessed with Varga. And he had, I'm pretty sure he had, I know he had Bill Ward cartoons and The New Yorker did as well, but I'm pretty sure he had a lot of Varga. That would have been um, a clinch for me because I love Vargas. I love his paintings. So I have one that I bought in San Francisco and I've always loved Varga. And uh, yeah, and Gypsy has a tattoo of one of the Bill Ward pin girls uh, in honour of me doing my drawings. I love that. So anyway, that's how I became quite obsessed. So then here's the story about the mansion. So I went to stay with Gypsy mm, probably about five years ago in L.A., on my way to New York, anyway. And she said, do you want to go for a drive through the Hollywood Hills? I'm there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> and we, uh, we'd we already had a great time because we'd gone to a whole lot of the Beverly Hilton and uh, the I was staying in the Roosevelt. I was staying with Gypsy and I stayed at the Roosevelt a couple of nights. So we were staying, you know, in these really fantastic hotels and uh, we'd been to Swingers, the, the really great burger place. And, you know, all, we'd done all these fantastic things and uh, so the drive through the Hollywood Hills I said to Gypsy I don't want to go on the route that the normal that the Hollywood you know the bus goes because I've done that let's let's go into the back streets and have a look so anyway Gypsy's driving and we drive past these huge gates and she goes that's the Playboy Mansion and I'm there pull over pull over (laughs) so she pulls over and I said I want to have a closer look and she's, she's sitting in the car and she goes, all right, you go have a close look. I said, don't you want to come with me? She goes, you can't see anything. She'd obviously driven past before. She goes, "You just it's just the big gates and then you see up to the, you don't see the house. I go, I still want to go have a look. So anyway, I jump out of the car. I was so excited and I go up to the gates and I'm looking in the gates and, you know, Gypsy's right, you can't see anything and there's a lock on it, you know, you can't just get in. And then I saw the rock. <laughs> The rock, the brown rock that has a speaker in it, and I looked, and there's a button, and I went, "Oh my God, that's an intercom in the rock." And I thought, "That's it, <laughs> that's it." I don't know what I'm going to do, but I am going to get us into the Playboy match. And I don't know what Juicy was in the car, looking back. Gone. What is she doing? So then I I buzzed the buzzer, and a lady answered, and uh, she she said, uh, "You know, uh, you." Playboy Mansion, you know, do you want some help? Is this a delivery? And I and just on the spot I completely made this up. I said, I was just wondering if Heffer's in and she said, Oh, he's not he's not he's out at the moment And she said, Who is this? And I said, Well, I met him a long time ago I said probably about 20 years ago and I'm thinking thinking did he ever come to Australia I don't know and uh, and she said oh and I said and he told me if ever I was in the neighborhood just to drop in and she said oh okay and she seemed to believe my story which is pretty amazing in itself and then um I said look you know I live in Australia and I'm only here for a few more days and we were just driving up this way and I just thought I'd I'd you know pop in and say hi cuz he said if ever I was in the in the Beverly Hills area and she said oh okay she said he's not here right now but he will be back later she said can you write down your phone number and just a message for him. And I said, yeah, just tell him, just tell him it's Joy from Australia. And and she said, just write it down. She said, drive around the back. And she gave me instructions of how to get around the back. And she said, the guy will come to the gate and take your message and your phone number. I went, okay, no problem. (laughs) So I went off and I went, I went back to Gypsy. I'm Gypsy. This is what happened, and she goes, "Oh, you have to do it." I go, "Oh, you know, I've had my fun now. I've, I've, you know, spoken to somebody in the Playboy Mansion. That's pretty cool in itself, right?" She goes, "No, you have to take the note around to the back because we need to get in there." <laughs> and I'm okay, and 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 Gypsy said they might open the gate and we'll be able to see inside. I'm there, okay. So so I write a note and I just said, "Oh, Hef, I don't know if you remember me. I met you many many years ago," um, I'm from Australia and we you know we just had a great time great conversation you said "If February I was in um, Beverly Hills to look you up so we were just driving past and I saw your place and so I have written this note this is my LA number and I wrote down my number and I wrote underneath joy and I wrote the redhead <laughs> what an idiot Anyway, I'm thinking He's not going to remember all the girls he's met in his whole life and he might actually think, oh, I remember a redhead that I liked, yeah, and then I'll call them up and tell them to come have afternoon tea. So anyway, Gypsy and I drove around the back and we left um, the, the message and I just left it with this guy who came out of the gate and uh, he said, oh, yeah, I'll give it to the secretary. I'm there, oh, thank, thanks so much. Anyway... I'd had my fun and it's the same old thing. Once I've had my fun and I, I was on a little bit of a high and it was a bit of a laugh, then that's it, I'm done. And I went we drove off and Gypsy said, Oh, where do you want to go now? I can't remember where we went, but might have driven down to Santa Monica or something. But we were we were driving and I had my in my phone I had changed over the SIM card. So um I only had uh you know, so I could call in america so i'd had that sim card so no one in australia could call me no one in um no one knew me there really to call me other than gypsy it was really just to stay in touch with gypsy <laughs> the next minute we're driving and on the phone it comes up beverly hills with a number and i'm there gypsy hef's calling me back <laughs> and gypsy goes answer it and i'm like i don't know what to say. she goes think of something answer it and here's the thing with me I can do anything spontaneously like if they had said if they had opened those gates I would have yelled at to Gypsy and gone come on we're going in we're going in but because it happened after the fact I you know had had time to think about it and so I I didn't answer it I know you're really disappointed (laughs) I am too I didn't answer the phone and it was probably the secretary calling back to say, you know, he wants more information, who knows. But we had a laugh about it and, and they, they'd only called the once. So that if, they'd, if they'd called back again, I would have had a story ready. But um, it was just, I was just caught on the, the spur of the moment. <laughs> anyway, that's my Playboy match and story. So my story is I almost got into the Playboy match and with gypsy. It's pretty close, right? <laughs> anyway, I'll put photos up of my drawings and I'll put up photos. What other photos can I put up? I'll just put up a photo of the bunny. Uh, I still think the guy was a genius at marketing. He was a very clever man and, uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so I've probably lost a few listeners, sorry. Follow us at A Funny Thing Happened Podcast and uh, I will be putting up another podcast soon. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye.